Hey everyone, welcome to Danny Chats. This is episode number 20 and today I'm joined by Gillian. Uh, she's from Canada and how's it going Gillian? It's going really well, thank you. Brilliant. So um, we've been speaking on Instagram, you're a liver transplant recipient and you're an avid swimmer, that's right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I saw a recent picture of you um in some basically some ice cold water like it looked freezing so what was that what was that about yeah so um that that freezing cold water is one of the five great lakes um it's called lake erie excuse me that's uh um just around around uh, ontario and this lake happens to be very close to my house um so yeah sometimes i like to go to the lake and uh and get in the water and, and acclimatize to the cold temperatures. Um, there's a few reasons I do it. One of them is uh, just the mental training and the mental aspect of um, being able to brave something that is otherwise sort of undesirable. Yeah. Um, and also um, just getting uh, getting the benefits of, of cold water after like a hard training session. So the yeah so th those are uh some of the reasons why i why i like to swim in the freezing lake do you, do you have to have like a it sounds might sound a bit extreme like a medical team or anything with you because is there not chance of like hypothermia or something like that yeah for sure uh you definitely want to be um you want to have a strong heart for sure and you definitely want to start slow so you don't want to just all of a sudden one day go in for 20 minutes um you might start with literally one minute um and build up on that and it depends on how cold the water is as well so earlier in the fall the water was somewhere around 50 fahrenheit so we were able to stay in for maybe 20 minutes um but you know as the as the temperature's been close to freezing or freezing we might stay in for three to five minutes yeah yeah so you definitely have to go in with caution yeah yeah, I, I'm not even sure I could dip my toe in that and get in there. <laughs> it's all about the mental, the mental game. So if you if you drive to the lake or a river or somewhere with the intention of going in, you'd probably surprise yourself and you'd be yeah. able to do it. Yeah. So how long have you been swimming then? Because you're a really keen swimmer, I see. Yeah. So I started swimming when I was a kid. I think I was about four years old, and I swam on the uh, local swim team in my town up until I was about 15 years old um, and then unfortunately I stopped swimming when I was a teenager I think I probably got busy with social life in high school um, but then I've returned to the water um, very shortly after my liver transplant that was in 2016 um, so I've been swimming most of my whole life with a like a bit of a chunk in the middle there <laughs> but it, did your parents get you into swimming or is it something that's like quite um because it's not you know it's not massive a massive sport here or anything so is it something that your friends did or your parents did um my you know my dad doesn't swim my mom has swam but it it was definitely her that got me into swimming um and my sister i think she wanted to put us in a sport that was probably affordable and um and a bit social so i think but i took to the water very early like it was always hard to get me out of my bathing suit i would spend a lot of time um in the water wherever we were 
So, um, yeah, I, I'd have to thank my mom for getting me into swimming at such a young age. Yeah. And so what led to your liver transplant? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> there's a hereditary disease that runs in my family called hereditary hemorrhagic telangiectasia. Um, in simple terms, it's a blood vessel malformation disorder. So um, unfortunately, I had abnormal blood vessels um, causing irregular blood flow through my liver, which caused my liver's function to fail um, by the time I was 29. Um, so um, that's why I needed a liver transplant and, and the same for my mom. My mom has had two liver transplants as well. Um, her second one happened to be just two weeks apart from mine. Wow, what an incredible time for the family. Like, yeah, that's massive. That is massive. Yeah, it was quite uh, a time. And did you know that this might happen, that you might need a liver transplant if it's something that run in the family? No. So when my mum was diagnosed, um, it was it was around the time of her first transplant. It took them a few years to actually figure out uh, what was wrong. Um, and at the time, that's when we realized, oh, this is a hereditary thing. So the rest of our family was tested at that time too. So when I realized that I had the gene, I really, I was 15 years old. So I really didn't think, you know, I'm going to need a transplant. And if, if that ever crossed my mind, it was like, that would happen when I was an adult, like older and um, much farther down, um, you know, in, in years to come. And I, it was something I didn't think I would have to, to think or worry about um, as a teenager or even into my 20s. Yeah. Did, did you become ill all of a sudden then? Is that what happened? Did you end up in hospital or something? Yeah. So I was in my early 20s when I started experiencing symptoms. I, the first symptom was um, uh, abdominal pain. So I experienced a lot of um, pain in my stomach and I honestly didn't know at first what it was from. I thought maybe it was uh, after eating something. Um, and so it, it, again, it took a while for the doctors to realize that this was the disease that was um, showing itself. Yeah. Um, and it, it still remains a mystery why it affected me at such a young age. Yeah. So you hadn't had any sort of really health problems up until then either? No, no, I didn't. And, and uh, so I struggled with, with my health uh, through my 20s uh, and they tried various medications. I was on an experimental drug um, for four years. Uh, I think I started it when I was 22. And about 26, 27 is when the meds stopped working. Um, and they said, you know, if you're going to have a transplant, you need to be off of these medications. So um, I endured another few years of, of some pretty intense um, illness before I had my transplant. Yeah. And then how, how would you compare your life now to like pre-transplant, like a few years pre-transplant sort of thing? Oh, it's just, it's totally different. Like, I feel healthier, I feel happier, I feel like um, my purpose is, is greater, I feel like um, I'm a lot more grateful for, for everything now, I, I don't take the small things for granted like I used to, 
um, just getting up in the morning and feeling good, you know, like there was so much time during my illness where I felt so sick and so unable to move my body freely that I couldn't wait till I was healthy again to be able to experience feeling good again. And yeah. um, so I, I carry that with me every day and I think about that every day and just so grateful for my my organ donor. Um, so my life now is, like I said, it's, it's a world of difference. I wouldn't take any of it back as, as awful as it was. Yeah. And did you kind of have a little bit of a preconception of what was going to happen as your mum had had a transplant previously? Yeah. And, and as weird as this might sound, um, as weird as it might sound, the um, my mum's illness and seeing her go through two liver transplants really gave me a idea of what was to expect. And she was there to support me. And she was there to you know, if something was happening with my body, I was feeling pain, she was able to tell me that's normal uh, or that's not normal. You need to go get help. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was really nice to have her support through all of that. Um, so yeah, definitely had an idea of what I was getting into. <laughs> and is your mom doing all right now? My mom's doing really well. That's great. Lovely yeah. To hear. Yeah. Because so, I mean, to go through the process once is is hard, but to go through it again. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, My dad has seen three liver transplants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's and he's been holding it together for everyone, I suppose, while you've all been yeah. recovering. Yeah. And, and so, how long was your recovery? Can you kind of remember much about that time? Yeah. So. My recovery. I, you know, at the time, I think about a year after my transplant, I thought I felt like myself again, but it wasn't yeah. until like closer to two years is when I actually felt like, okay, now I actually feel like I've never felt before. Like I feel really great. Um, and I do attribute swimming to a big part of my recovery. Um, not just the physical aspect of getting stronger, but the mental part and the discipline that I applied to keep swimming every day and to keep getting stronger. And for me, I found swimming, I still find swimming very meditative. Yeah. So it was that time in the water for me to really just focus on my breath and focus on becoming better every day is what really helped me recover from the transplant. Yeah, I can kind of relate in a way that um, since I've sort of decided that I want to compete, it's given me a, a goal to aim for. And then like when you're training, all you think about is the training in that moment. It takes everything else out of your out of your mind. It's, totally. It's almost like meditation in a way. I mean, that's kind of what I, meditation is, isn't it? I think it is. It's like meditation doesn't have to be sitting with your eyes closed. It can be doing anything really as long as you're mindful and and uh in the moment yeah and you're focused on that one sort of subject as well yeah is. yeah and then so you you got yourself fit enough to compete in the games and how did you get on yeah i did really well so i've been fortunate enough to compete in two two world games the first yeah. were uh in spain in malaga in 2017 I came away with uh, two silver medals, uh, 
one in the 400 meter freestyle and the 200 meter freestyle. And then uh, at the Newcastle Games in 2019, I uh, competed in five events in the pool and I set all new world records in my age group and won, uh, won gold medals. So um, it couldn't have gone any better, really. <laughs> so five gold medals and five world records. Yeah. That's incredible. That is yeah. incredible. Well done. <laughs> Well Thank done. you. <laughs> and, and no doubt, I mean, there was a lot of training before that. Yes. Yeah, a lot of training. Um, you know, that's that's because to be good in in one kind of swimming, you know, you might set one rail record in in one stroke, but to do, I think it was like five. I can't. It can't be five strokes. Was it different team events as well? Maybe. Um, four. There were four stroke. Four events. Uh, sorry, five events. Four strokes. So the fifty fly. Uh, 50 butterfly, uh, a couple of freestyle events, and the 200 IM, and the 200 individual medley is like not something I really like to do. It was a challenge, um, but I happen to do pretty well at it. And the, the IM, for anyone who doesn't know, is is uh, it's an event with each stroke in within. So it's 50 meters butterfly, 50 back, 50 breaststroke, and 50 freestyle. So. Yeah. We we had a swimming team in my secondary school, uh, and I was in. I did backstroke, but butterfly was like just incredibly it's a killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's I your like, favorite? Um, I really like freestyle. That's my favorite. But what, my second favorite is butterfly. What would freestyle be? Because that's just picking any stroke you like, isn't it? Um, yeah, is it? Uh, yeah. It, it could be, but freestyle is also front crawl. So yeah. So front yeah. crawl. So that's my that's my go-to stroke. It's my strongest, my fastest. I do really like butterfly, but in shorter distances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So five world records, and then so from there you're still swimming loads, and now you are swimming across. Is it uh, Lake Ontario? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's the is it the biggest lake in Canada? Um, that's a good question. Uh, no, I don't think it is. I think. Ugh, for any Canadians listening, you're going to be ashamed. I think Lake Superior might be the biggest lake. I think lake. so, because oddly I was actually looking up um, World's okay. Biggest Lakes with a friend. Just, we were talking about it on a completely different subject. Yeah, I oh. think there's one that borders on America with you guys that's like absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah, a couple of them do. They Like Ontario's right on the border, so the lakes kind of dip into the states. So sometimes half of the lake is American, half is Canadian. Yeah, I think Superior is the biggest, definitely the coldest and most wavy. Um, Ontario, Lake Ontario uh, is traditionally the lake that if someone were to choose to swim across a lake, it would be that one. Um, so that's what I'm training for. And how long is the swim? Uh, it's 52 kilometers. Ooh. Yep, it's pretty far. So this will take, um, I'm, I'm expecting with my pace. It'll probably take me 18 hours to swim. Wow. In just yeah. 18 hours of nonstop swimming. Pretty much. The the breaks I have will be uh, someone will throw a, a you know a bottle of, of whatever I'm eating and drinking from a rope. It'll land yeah. in the water and I'll tread water, drink it and keep going. So yeah. you really don't want to stop too long because I might get cold. Um, and I definitely don't want it to take any longer than it's already going to take. So. Do you have to wear a full wetsuit for this, or can you... you're not allowed to wear a wetsuit? Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that breaking the rules? It's uh, it's considered assistance. 
Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Break the rules. And yeah. I suppose if I wanted to wear a wetsuit, I could. Um, however, it would not be uh, documented as an official swim, and I'm all about having it done correctly. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, of course, if you're going to do it properly. <laughs> yeah. So what, what made you want to do this? Because there's, there's, I know there's a little reason behind this. Yeah, there's a few. Um, there's a couple personal reasons, and the biggest reason being that I... I've since my transplant, I have had this uh, deep passion to give back to the transplant community that saved my life and saved my mom's life twice. So um, I want to do the swim because I mean, I love to swim. And I thought if I can do something that I love to do and raise funds and awareness um, for the you know the the very community that saved my life then that's that's what I want to do so um so my friends and I a few others that have had transplants or have been affected by organ donation we started a foundation uh it's called move for life so this is our first event of many um where we plan to do an event every year and this year happens to be uh showcasing my training and my swim and the attempt to swim across the lake so inspirational it's brilliant and i'll put a little link to uh, are you taking sponsorships i take it you must be yeah yes we'll put a link to that below this video um sure. for anyone that wants to to chip in that'd be amazing thank yeah. you yeah i think well you deserve it i mean that's incredible <laughs> thank um, you but yeah i mean what a great thing to do yeah and, i'm uh, very excited yeah yeah so um and you, you know so how many people have you set this up with um there's about six of us that are on the team um one two three i think about four of us have had transplants um myself and my friend gray we've had liver transplants and um the other two have had uh kidney transplants and they're they're you know just such great friends and um you can probably relate it's 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 neat to have you know friends that have gone through the same thing and yeah. Um, you understand each other so it's we've been a great team and really supportive of each other and that's part of our it's part of our our mission is to is to really support one another in this community did you reach out to many transplant patients sort of other than going to the transplant games you must have met a lot of people there but beforehand had you spoken to a apart from your mum obviously anyone else um no no like really the transplant games is kind of what opened the door to the world of meeting others um, i may have been a part of some groups um, but really the first communications i had with other transplant recipients was i knew that they were from canada and that they were going to the games so that we we started chatting online and it was cool like we we would chat and then i saw them in spain and i was like hey you're from canada <laughs> is, is the uh, canadian transplant team like fairly big mm, not really no i think there might be Ooh, i'm not sure how many athletes and it changes a little bit every year but um the canadian swim team i can tell you is probably less than 12 people yeah yeah yeah, I'm not actually sure how big the British team is, but I think, I mean, in yeah, I was going to say, in comparison <laughs> to other countries, I think ours is quite big. Yes. Um, I don't know where the sort of original transplant games was ever set up and whether it was something 
that maybe was set up here and then sort of transcended round. Maybe that's why it's been going on longer here. I don't really know. Maybe uh, that's a question. I don't. I don't actually know either. I feel like maybe I knew the answer to that at one point, but I have since forgotten. Because yeah, um, um, somebody that I interviewed from Colombia, she said that their their team is not very big at all for for two reasons. One, they don't have a big recruitment to the team. You know, not many people know about the transplant games. And two, they just don't have many transplant recipients. Right. Um, uh, yes, I think I know who you're speaking of. And uh, I believe I met. Yes, I, I met yeah. Tatiana at the pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in in, uh, in Newcastle. Yeah, mad, mad. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to meet everyone. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Yeah, definitely. It's so much fun. And uh, it'll be a good excuse to go to Australia if I can make it into the England team. Yes. Yes, I can't yeah. wait to go there. It'll yeah. be so great, especially after this the last year and a half or so, right? Yeah. How have you found it in Canada? Like, what's it been like with coronavirus and things? Uh, it's been it's been up and down for sure. I mean, Canada's so big, and each province does their own thing. So here in Ontario, we happen to be the worst off, um, partly because we have Toronto, and Toronto is a huge highly populated city and that's where the majority of the cases are yeah. so um it's been challenging things you know maybe similar to where you are they shut down um things are unavailable such as the pool which has been yeah. a challenge um right now things are open and we have a color-coded system that kind of determines how strict the restrictions are so we're somewhere kind of in the middle right now things are definitely not wide open but i'm able to work and i'm able to swim um, but you know, we're not supposed to gather with too many people and we have to stay apart and we wear masks when we're in public. Yeah. Um, uh, have they started rolling out the vaccines there? Yes. Uh, there's always drama, but it's slow to start. Um, but hopefully I think as a transplant recipient, I should be in the next phase to receive my vaccine. And, uh, our prime minister is promising that by September, everyone who wants to have a vaccine should be able to get one. So hopefully things go to plan. <laughs> yeah, change, get back to normal. Can't wait. Yeah, so I, I see because um, on your Instagram as well, I see you've been doing some like core strength training and things like that to replace obviously being able to go swimming. And yes. and you, you said that, you, I mean, that would be hugely beneficial to, to anyone doing sports, but you, you know, you said it's really good. Yes. Yes. So the time that the pools were closed, I switched over to running to keep my cardio uh, in place. I didn't want to lose my cardiovascular endurance. And I believe it helped. I really think that the running transferred over to the pool because I've been back to the pool since. I've swam for two weeks now since the um, pools have reopened. And um, I do feel a lot stronger because I was, was doing a lot of strength training as well. And um yeah so i think it's important to supplement you know and do do those strength training exercises also to strengthen your joints and um just i really want to just bulletproof my shoulders if they're going to pull me across the lake i need to make <laughs> sure that uh, i don't have an injury so yeah have you spoken to anybody else that's done that swim uh, has it been i think it has been done if you know you're saying about the, the wetsuit and you're making it official yeah, yeah, I think somewhere around 70 people since 1954 have done this swim. Right. 
So it's not a lot, really. No. Uh, it's considered one of the hardest marathon swims in the world, apparently. Um, and that's due to the, um, the sort of unpredictability of the lake because it can change temperature quickly. Uh, the waves can come on quickly. There's different currents from each side of the lake that kind of um, can blow you around one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and I've spoken to as many people as possible that have done it. Um, I happen to have a really great mentor uh, who's been giving me some mental training uh, guidance. And he's swam across the lake twice and ha happens to hold the, the, uh, the fastest time. So it's been really like priceless to have input from people that have already done the swim. Yeah, definitely. And you talked about the, you know, the mental training. Um, a lot of with the liver transplant or any kind of transplant as well, I mean, the, the mental side of it is just so hard, isn't it? And it's yes. kind of the same as the swim, you know, it's just that you need, you can't just be physically strong. You've got to be mentally strong as well to get through a transplant and to get through something as, as big as what you're doing. Yeah, you said it right. Like, um, the, uh, the desire to quit and give up. You know, that presents itself a lot when you're waiting for a transplant. Like, this this life doesn't feel like it's worth living anymore. You want to give up. You want to sleep until it's over. Um, and I imagine I'll have similar thoughts, you know, when I'm swimming across the lake. Oh, 100%. I, I'm not even going to lie to you. You're gonna, there's going to be a point where you're like, <laughs> why am I doing this? But you, yes. you'll, you'll get through it. Yes, and, and I will have to think back to those moments of wanting to quit, but just persevering getting through it one stroke at a time and just really believing in myself and knowing that if I could get through, you know, months of waiting on the transplant list, I can get through a day of swimming across yeah. the lake. That's what I was going to say. I mean, after having the transplant, a lot of people, you know, they feel like they can achieve so much because of what they've been through. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think is like really as sad as it is to go through it, it's it's the part that I wouldn't take away because it's made me a stronger person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And have you thought about what you're going to do when you get to the other side? <laughs> well, I've been told that there's already a, an ambulance arranged to pick me up and bring me to the <laughs> hospital to check me over, make sure I'm okay. Um, but I plan after that to have a really great meal, definitely sleep. Um, yeah. And then as far as like future goals, we'll have to see how I feel after this big swim. Um, right now, I like to say, you know, I want to keep doing the marathon swimming because I really enjoy the training. Um, but, you know, I might adjust the, the goal distance once I've swam 52 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To say you've done that once is incredible. Yes. Brilliant. Well, um, you know, I'm kind of a bit speechless in a way. Like that's, that's uh, it's an incredible thing to do. It's an incredible thing to train for. Um, like yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, like in terms of the, the the group that you're in and the things, what sort of other projects can you think that you might be doing? Oh, we've talked about a few ideas. Um, I've I have a. I have a tendency to get a bit ahead of myself. So I've been told to just focus on the goal this year. Um, but we've, we've thrown out the idea of doing like a swim-a-thon. Um, so to get everybody involved and not just one 
you know, the, the pressure being on just one person. Um, but maybe we would do like a 24 hour swimathon where we would log as many kilometers as we could in 24 hours. Um, I've had other ideas of swimming across different bodies of water. Um, and I, I'm not, we're not just swimming. Um, although we happen to be all swimmers, um, I thought maybe I would do a running challenge or even like a, some other kind of water sport, like, like maybe paddle boarding or, or prone boarding or, um, yeah, like really, really, it's on, yeah, <laughs> really so, something that, that just involves movement, um, and keeping active and healthy. That's really what we want to promote because staying healthy after your transplant is really to, to us and to me, it's very essential to, to maintaining your health and honoring the organ that you've received. So yeah. whatever events we can come up with that, you know, grab the attention of our followers um, that we can raise funds for and, and train for, those are the kinds of things that we're, we're going to be looking to do. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, when is it you're saying you're doing the swim? What's the date of it? So the date uh, we're hoping for August the 3rd, uh, 2021. So um, it's really, you know, we have to, the, the lake is in charge. So if there happens to be a storm, then we may have to push the, the date a, a day or two. Yeah. We need a clear 24 hour window of, of uh, good weather to do it. But that's the proposed date. It'll happen beginning of August sometime. So you've got a few more months yet. Yeah, a few more months, not to mention the, um, the trial swim. So the trial swim is about a third of the distance of, of, um, third to a half of the distance of Lake Ontario. And that's at the end of June. So that's no joke either. <laughs> trial swim. Yeah. That sounds like it's going to be grueling as it is. And that's <laughs> just to see if you're kind of fit enough to, to do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. If, if my time is, is too slow, um, it shouldn't be based on my math um then they would actually probably not let me do the the lake ontario so they want to make sure that i'm fit enough and and mentally capable enough to to do this yeah brilliant yeah. and um in terms of your donors have you managed to, is it something that you can do there to reach out to them or is that is that something you thought about my organ donor yeah um yeah so i don't know what it's like where you are but here um the the so i had a deceased donor so all i know about him is that he was 21 when he died and um i believe it was a if it's the person i think it is is snowmobiling accident um but i'm not really supposed to know that um it's confidential so the only reason i know that is because i did some research and i knew just two key pieces of information that he was 21 and it was a male um, so I've written a letter to the family and what, what I would do with the letter is give it to the hospital and the yeah. hospital would then give it to the family. So I don't know who my donor family is. Um, I've invited them to reach out to me if they want to meet me, but it's really in their hands. Yeah. 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 That's very much similar here. We, we write the letter and pass it on to the hospital and then it's down to them whether they want to receive the letters or not. Yeah. Yeah. So I would hope one day, but. You know, you never know what they're going through and maybe it'll take them years to want to uh, to know who's carrying their son's liver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a very difficult sort of 
not a difficult situation, but sensitive in a way, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is. Well, uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm uh, blown away a bit, but thank you very much for, <laughs> for coming on and chatting to me. And I wish you all My the pleasure. best with your you. swim. Uh, it's an absolutely incredible feat, but I believe you'll be able to do it. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate um, it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, keep me posted on everything that's going on. I'll put a link to, in this video to um, your donation page and to everything you're doing. And hopefully I'll see you in the future. Yeah, that'd be great. See you at the Transplant Games. Yes. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. See you later. Bye-bye, Gillian. Bye. Bye.